L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This morning, the U.S. is inching closer to a coronavirus shutdown across the board. Seven million residents in the San Francisco Bay Area have been ordered to shelter in place, only allowed to leave their homes for essential reasons. It is the nation's strictest measure so far. And that news broke yesterday. And if you live in that area, you are probably scrambling to try to find out what's an essential reason. What's shelter in place? What happens if I don't follow the rules? And that information was very hard to find for some reason, depending on what outlet you went to, which I find extraordinary. I don't know if it speaks to uh, government officials doing a bad job of explaining it to people, or it's just the the awful state of journalism uh, that we're currently in, and, and we talk about that a lot. Those are two of the three or four reasons. Yes, those are absolutely factors. One paragraph from the San Francisco Chronicle that I tweeted out and had me scratching my head as I was trying to figure out, is this a law now or do I get a fine? What would happen? 
The order falls short of a full lockdown, which would forbid people from leaving their homes without permission. The order does call for county and city sheriffs and police to ensure compliance. I don't understand sheriffs and police ensuring compliance if it's not a mandatory lockdown. Those two, those two sentences, you need some information in between. Yeah, it, it's a mandatory but complex lockdown. Which is and, fine, but explain it in your newspaper article. Right. Well, they don't know. They're a bunch of 22-year-olds, you know, fresh out of college because that's the only people that the newspapers can afford these days. I will tell you this. This has a lot to do with our culture. It's, it's a cultural story as much as a legal story. If you're in a... A uh, place like South Korea, where it's very much uh, the community is all. The individual is not nearly as vaunted in a lot of Asian societies as in the United States, for instance, or or a place like France, for instance, or Italy. Um, so in Asia, they say, look, you all got to stay home to save lives. People obey to a very large extent. It's a little tougher to herd the sheep in America. Having said that, they're doing their best to thread, and I would say this having read all these orders, to thread the needle of, we have to let people get food and go to the doctor, but we really, really, really want you to stay home. If you can stay home, for God's sake, stay home. Why don't you just without say what, having prison camps full of tens of thousands of people who get arrested? Why wouldn't you just say what you just said? Well, instead because of they announcing, don't trust the people. Instead of a big announcement where they say we've announced shelter in place, and then looking around like anybody's ever heard that term in their lives right. and has the slightest idea what that means, it was it was said. As if we all use that phrase on a regular basis and know exactly what it means. Yeah. If oh, okay, shelter in place. Well, I know it. No, I've never heard of that in my life. What the hell does that mean? If you're just tuning in, Jack and I fought bitterly during the first hour of the show over how much sympathy we should have for government officials uh, in because they are in a difficult spot. They want as much compliance as possible, but it's very hard to to enforce that. And so what they're doing is using their authority voice, speaking in a low and loud voice, we need complete compliance immediately. We're announcing shelter in place. Exactly. Let's Ho- shut this puppy down. Let's hoping, shut this puppy down. Hoping, puppy shutters, that that uh, that uh, people think, oh, okay, they're serious, we're going to shelter in place. In terms of enforcement mechanisms, the list of exemptions is as long as your arm. And from a policing point of view, it is impossible that a cop is going to stop everybody he sees running around and and somehow compel them to tell him honestly or her. They have lady cops these days um, where they're going and then somehow prove it. It's it's borderline. Well, it's not borderline ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So this is a moment in our culture where they say, listen, this is as strong as we got Well, for I've, now. I've got a lot more to say about this, okay. but I don't want to run out of time to get to some of the particulars because we've got a guest coming up who happens to run a bar who has said, I ain't closing down, kind right. of get to getting to this topic. You're telling me it's a suggestion? Well, I've decided I'm staying open. Right. What are you going to do? Because this is how I feed myself and my family and my yeah. employees' families. We'll talk to them coming up. Uh, this is from Contra Costa County in Northern California, and I use it because it is typical of the orders. Order of the health officer of the county of Contra Costa directing all individuals living in the county to shelter at their place of residence, except that they may leave to provide or receive certain essential services or engage in certain essential activities and work for essential businesses and government services, exempting individuals experiencing homelessness from the shelter-in-place order. So if you're homeless, you get to be out and about spreading corona wherever you want? 
Uh, yeah. To a large extent, oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, in paragraph one, they say, look, we're trying to cut down the slow the spread of COVID-19. Obviously, failure to comply with any of the provisions of this order constitute an imminent threat to public health, which is a misdemeanor crime. You can be uh, charged with it. I wonder what you'd actually have to be doing to get charged with that. Walking around coughing on people on purpose? Holding a big party, maybe? Um, I don't know. The... Essential activities, essential government functions, and essential businesses are defined in Section 10, Jack. Um, and, and Section 10 is very, very long. Includes us, so don't ask. We are at least essential. In fact, if there's a level above that, super essential, we're probably there. Are we listed by name, or does it say radio clowns, or what does it say? say wacky DJs? Hey, hey, the two of you, maybe you're wacky DJs. I'm not. So on the essential list, disc jockeys. Morning Zuza. (laughs) You know what? Folks, I am so sorry. But what does it say? I'm so sorry. I'm not telling you. You don't deserve to hear. I'm offended. Call me a DJ. We're fighting. What, what are we? Con- what are you considering us though? Like part of the media? We're yeah. We're, okay. we're uh, media, radio, talk show hosts. Okay. We're not DJs. I haven't jockeyed a disc in thirty years. Um, for the purposes of this order, individuals may leave their residences only to perform any of the following essential activities, and that is um, obtaining medical supplies or medication, visiting a health professional, obtaining supplies they need to work from home. Uh, uh, getting supplies. Okay, well that one uh, you just, to eat. The one you just said there. Clean. Getting supplies I need to work from home. So if I got pulled right. over by the cops, I could say, "I'm out of toner. I got to print out a bunch of stuff." Right. Or I'm going to go out of business. Right. Pet supplies, uh, fruits, vegetables, meats, fish, and poultry. Why do you have to list all the? Just say groceries. Did you say fish and poultry? I did. I did. Uh, to engage in outdoor activity. Just stay the hell away from each other. So you're allowed to walk and jog and hike. Just so lawn no darts gatherings. Are, lawn darts are still okay. Well, yeah. I've had them in my basement for decades. Uh, to perform work on essential products and businesses, which we'll get into in a second. Obviously, if you're in healthcare, hospitals, clinics, dentists, pharmacies, pharmaceutical, biotech companies, other health care facilities, suppliers, home health care facilities, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see, essential infrastructure, public works construction, construction of housing, airport operation, water, sewer, gas, electrical, oil refining, roads and highways, public transportation, solid waste collection and removal, internet, telecommunication systems. All of this stuff is uh, exempt. First responders, emergency management personnel, emergency dispatchers, court personnel, law enforcement. Actually, a lot of courts are shutting down right now, but uh, law enforcement personnel... So this would include a ton of people. Obviously, first responders, uh, um, essential businesses, health care, essential infrastructure, groceries, food cultivation, including farming, livestock, and fishing, businesses that provide food, shelter, social services, newspapers, TV, radio, other media services, gas stations, auto supply, auto repair. Disc jockeys. Auto repair, banks and related financial institutions, hardware stores, plumbers, electricians, exterminators, and other service providers, sanitation, etc., uh, business providing mailing and shipping services, including post offices, educational institutions, laundromats, dry cleaners, laundry service providers. I'm halfway through. So shelter in place unless you work in that list of a thousand businesses. And you've chosen, we know, Michael, settle down. And unless, if your business has chosen to shut down, then shut down. But if you're doing all those stuff and you've decided to stay open, all right, you can go, just... You know, in as uh, few numbers as possible. It is what I have called voluntary plus. So this is the question that's going to be asked all across America, because I think this is coming to the whole country. 
What if you say, no, nah, I ain't closing down? What actually happens? Well, we got a business owner who says, I'm not closing down. We're going to talk to them next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. Here's another one. There will be a national shutdown. That is a rumor as well. I think the probability of that is so low. We are already making massive changes, everybody. These curves, these mathematical models that are flying around, those are based on no changes in our behavior. We have changed our behavior massively. It's going to affect the curves. We're going to have improvement. Got to admit, I've not changed my behavior massively or I'm not even sure a little, but that's because I don't ever do anything. Um, uh, if you do things, maybe you're doing less stuff. And then stuff like McDonald's has closed their lunchroom, just drive through. Starbucks has. That's a ton of people. Just sure. but if that's the only thing that happened, that'd be a pretty major change in the number of people that bump into each other on a given day in a Starbucks and McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking last week when they were uh, throwing around the idea of closing bars and restaurants and stuff like that. Would you close or not? And last week, I was a, I'm not closing unless you arrest me. Monday, I would have been a, I might, but probably not. Now I might. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. It depends on my financial situation, probably. Nick Jameson is uh, wrestling with that very decision, that very pressure. He's the owner of a uh, a club in Fair Oaks, California, and is, uh, as of you know yesterday, decided to stay open. Nick joins us now. Nick, how are you, sir? Very good. Thank you. Stressful times, huh? Yeah, you can say that mildly. <laughs> How many folks do you have uh, working there at your place, the San Juan Club? I have, I have five. Okay, five employees. Yeah. And right. so you're a small bar then. So did you did you hear the same way we all heard? You just kind of heard on the news that you're supposed to close. Yes, yeah, Saturday uh, or excuse me, Sunday when after the governor's press conference, uh, everybody it lit up that uh, hey, you know, you got to close and. Uh, we were saying, well, is it true that we have to, or is he ordering us? And then uh, a couple of the bar owners in the area here talked and found out that, no, he'd, he'd asked us to close. And uh, so that's when I decided, well, if he's asking. And you uh, thought, I'm going to ask him to mind his own business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask him to just politely say no. <laughs> gotcha. Right. And, so as of now, you're going to stay open, right? Yes. Are you doing anything? You asking people to, you know, uh, every other bar stool or anything like that? I haven't been to your club. I don't know the layout, but I'll certainly stop by okay. on my way home. I have a feeling I can picture it, having okay. been in about 8,000 places like yours in my life. It's a small bar that basically is a neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, we clean daily, and we do. Uh, we People come in, and uh, there's not a problem. Everybody knows everybody. They asked if I would stay open, too. Uh, my employees wanted me to stay open. And uh, we had shut down about four years ago due to a uh, plumbing problem here that we had to have fixed. And it was hard on everybody. So as long as I'm not ordered to do anything like that, there's a low-risk area. It's not like Costco, Grayley's, and uh, all the other places that have uh, sort of supermarkets that are packed. Uh there's a liquor store open right here. There's uh, cleaners open, and they get more tra- uh, foot traffic than I do. Um, so have I you gotten started. any pushback from anybody? Has anybody from the county or anything called you or threatened you or anything? No, they have not. Okay. But that doesn't mean they won't. <laughs> True. No, they have not. 
Uh, most I've had about uh, 80 percent of the people that have called me or texted me or uh, Facebook have basically been on my side. There is twenty percent out there that uh, thinks I'm uh, selfish, uh, self-centered, uh, an idiot. Yeah, welcome to social media. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we get we get that too, Nick. Is yours the kind of bar where if I went in there, I could sit there at the uh, at the bar and have a drink and stare straight ahead quietly and be left alone? Because that's the kind of bar yeah. I like. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Yeah. So nice picture. You know, none of these complaints, though, you know, as anybody said, you know, I'm an owner of a business and I think you should close. Yeah, Jack, I was going to say, once you're done with your little inquiry, I've got some complex socioeconomic <laughs> matters I'd like to deal with. Uh, Nick, uh, who's on the line, is the owner of a uh, bar in Fair Oaks, California, that's uh, being requested to close and has said, no, we're not going to. Uh, what would happen if you had to close for two weeks? Uh, how would that affect your employees and, and your business? Could you bounce back personally? It would take a while to bounce back. Personally, I'd uh, you know it'd be hard because my landlord doesn't waive my rent. Uh, the bills are paid, and a lot of my employees would be uh, strapped pretty well because, like I said, we went through it before for thirty days, and it was it took a while to get everything back together. It, it was really hard on them. Yeah, I was talking to a business owner last night. He said, and we were walking the streets of a, a local town, and and uh, and looking at all the businesses where they had there were signs on the door saying we're shut. Uh, till further notice. And he was talking about, as a guy who runs a business, how thin the margin is of staying afloat. I mean, it's pretty tight. And you talk days, weeks, you get it to a month, you might be out of business. Well, for that 30 days, it took me about four months to get back to flush. Wow, wow. So if you're you're talking now, uh, you know, till August or July or August, that's that's, it. Virtually puts us in a position where we can go out of business. Is there a jar of pickled eggs anywhere in that place? Oh, boy. <laughs> no, we used oh. to have them. But yeah, oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, old man. I haven't had a drink in many years, but <laughs> back in the day, I liked a pickled egg now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Nick, but well... You know what? If you're coming in, I'll make sure it happens. Okay, thank you. Hey, Nick, listen, you need to um, you need to develop a, a novelty drink for these uh, difficult times. The Quarantini is popular online. Yeah, sure. Design your own. Serve yeah. it up. Uh, overcharge yeah, we the good folks. Saying, we were actually saying just, you know, we have the Quarantini of any type of mix you want. And, uh, you know, if you spend the $25, we'll give you a roll of toilet paper. We got that going for <laughs> There you go, folks. That's the American candy spirit right there. Nick Jameson at the San Juan. We're out of we're out of toilet paper. Please don't storm the hair. <laughs> All right, Nick, good to talk to you. Good luck, brother. All right, thank you very right, much. You got it. These are not simple decisions. If you're a business that okay, it would be good for the public health if I were to close down. I also will go out of business. <laughs> And my five waiters, waitresses, bartenders, whatever, who are living paycheck to paycheck are begging me to stay open. Yeah, it's not simple. No, it is not. Now, Congress is working on uh, that near $1 trillion emergency stimulus plan. Um, But on a practical level, if I am that bartender, for instance, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I got a kid or two, whatever. I make the rent, but barely every month. How long is it going to take till Congress or the state legislature or my county or whatever 
get me out of the hole I'm going to be Early in. Early fall. Uh, I, well, right. And there there are various uh, laws being proposed in various uh, municipal, well, various parts of the country that you can't evict anybody, et cetera, et cetera. But this is complex stuff, and it's going to take a while to grind out. I guarantee it's not as crowded in that bar, as I know those kind of bars, as it was in my grocery store as I yesterday. I mean, right. we were packed in like sardines at the grocery store yesterday. Or, or as he said, the dry cleaner next door has more foot traffic than we do. Maybe you ought to you know, get an ironing board in there and press people's pants <laughs> while they drink. Has it been so long since I drank that pickled eggs are no longer behind the cash register it's, at my favorite bar? It's a little jokey there, old timer. Wow. It's just sad. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Up until now, the UK has followed a very different line to other countries around the world, implementing almost no restrictions on people's lives and freedoms. But they've had to shift from that position suddenly with a range of tough new measures. And that's because the latest scientific modelling shows without these steps, hundreds of thousands of people in this country would die. And many more families are going to lose loved ones before their time. Things change fast. I mentioned on the show yesterday we had a test case out there in Great Britain where they're doing practically nothing. Well, apparently, at some point during the day, they changed their mind. Uh, Boris Johnson making the announcement there, and he holds the same job as uh, Winston Churchill, who once said, uh, when the facts change, I change my opinion. What do you do? Um, Certainly. So apparently got new information. and That's great leadership in Britain. In America, I look to Bernie Sanders for what I should be doing. I'm using a lot of soap. That's all you need to know. There you go. Thank you, Bernie. I can't believe you're behind old Joe Biden. (laughs) So, (laughs) taking a look across Europe, what they're doing now and what they have done, the results of that, and then looking at the various U.S. states and the policies as they're evolving. Seriously, to say by the hour, uh, government officials would laugh because it's more like by the half hour, and I have that on pretty good authority. Um, But they're looking at the Italian model. Not some hot chick from Italy who wears new clothes. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Sean, you're not helping. But um, uh, there was, in the Milan area, uh, there was an outbreak, and they were swift in their response with a pretty thorough lockdown. And it really sealed the number of cases. They quickly saw a decline in the number of cases. The Their curve was quite flat. It worked beautifully. Other places that had other policies had a lot more cases and a lot more deaths. And, and so we've gotten enough test cases now to know what works. Having said that, um, what works is as severe a lockdown as, as is possible to implement. Governor Cuomo, the insufferable governor of New York, was uh, talking about uh, North Korea, not North Korea. North Korea just shoots you. South Korea shutting <laughs> everything but food and pharmacy. Everything was shut. Well, obviously hospitals are open, but anything other than that. I mean, there ain't no insurance companies, no car repair. How about karaoke? No. Oh, my God. You talk about devastating to the South Korean people. But everything got shut down. And they've had a lot of success with that. Uh, sort of measure. And I think what Governor Cuomo is trying to tell the people of New York is, look, that's going to be the next step. So much like the I've heard now it's seven counties in Northern California. You'd think you could count them. It's not like they're moving. Um, it's six or seven counties in Northern California have uh, announced a 
Lockdown. Shelter in place, Joe, as if we all know what that means. Well, I'm using my finger quotes here because it's voluntary plus. They're saying, we really, really need you to do this. I'm not going to. And they mean it. You're not going to? You're not going to shelter in place? Well, you're an essential business. Congratulations, by the way. Um, They're saying, look, we got to shut down as much as we can. If you don't do this voluntarily, we're going to go to crazy town. Let's shut this puppy down. Because if you look at the actual orders, there are so many exceptions. So many businesses and sorts of businesses that are, quote unquote, allowed to stay open. And on a practical level, from a policing point of view, there's no way you're going to enforce this. What, are you going to pull over every car on the freeway, the, the few that are out there, and say, where are you going? And, and if you can't come up with one of the 37 exceptions for why you get to be out. I got a baby and I'm out of milk. Okay, go ahead then. There you go. Yeah. My aunt's sick. I'm bringing her soup. Whatever. I'm in media. I'm in car repair. I'm There's, a disc jockey. There are so many exceptions that it's unenforceable. So what this is is the government saying, please, please, please stay home. Now, if you really get out of hand, they'll charge you with being an imminent threat to public health. Whoa, no. That's I, the charge. I think, gotta, I think you got to like throw a rave and cough on people to get that, though, don't you? I suspect so, yeah. And And by the way, just so you understand, particularly if you're new to the show, we're not saying, therefore... Hold a rave or a square dance or a, a, I don't know, whatever, an orgy. We're not saying that at all. We're just saying from uh, it sounds like a mandatory order by the government and you will be arrested if you violate it. It does not seem to be. That's that's really, really difficult to get going in the U.S. without martial law being imposed. Having said that, though, comply. They have the power to do it. Uh, Supreme Court rulings going back to 1824 on states authority to deal with public health Um, the president is at the peak of his powers during wartime governors are at the peaks of their power during health crises i didn't know this Mm. and they have the same ability to do practically anything quoting from aei's jay cost we've had on the armstrong and getty show many times over the year yep uh he has an excellent twitter thread going about this uh police power versus enumerated power governors backed by state legislatures and everything that they can do Uh, President Trump does not have the power, as President of the United States, to do any of this stuff. He can't make us stop going to the grocery store, but your governor sure can. They have the broad latitude to order curfews, close businesses, and limit public gatherings uh, whenever they want to. And, um, bah, 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 I got more on this. So the current orders are a message of, for God's sake, don't make us go that far. Um, uh, bans on public gatherings will pass even the most exacting legal scrutiny based on many instances throughout our history. Even laws that directly curtail First Amendment freedoms will be upheld if they can pass a legal test called strict scrutiny, and at present, that test would be easy to pass, according to Jay Cost and lawyers he's talked to. Okay. There's unquestionably... So you com- couldn't gather 75 people for a political speech claiming First Amendment protections, for instance. Correct. Which is amazing. It is. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, because it's so easily transmitted through person-to-person contact, it's easy to argue that even broad bans on public gatherings are among the least restrictive means of advancing the government's interest. And the state governor has the power to do that. So there you go. That's that's where the power comes from. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So we're just a step or two shy of that happening. And they're saying, please comply so we don't have to do that. Also, by the way, it's almost... Hashtag flatten the curve, Jack. It's almost certainly the case 
that governments can order businesses to close without compensating the owners under the Fifth Amendment's taking clause. Uh, they, they quote a Supreme Court case in which there is a, uh, a health crisis similar to what we got going on now. They closed down businesses, the businesses lost money, and the government said, sorry, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. Now, as you pointed out earlier, it's a different political decision for one party to say we want to give money to these people and taxpayers are going to pay for it, and then that's a political decision whether you want to support those people. Which is why Congress, on a bipartisan basis, is near passing a trillion dollar, a nearly trillion dollar stimulus bailout helping out package. And finally, I will read this. As Americans hunker down in an attempt to flatten the curve, um, your local government's what's most likely to have an immediate impact on your life. And their police power is at its near apex that ever exists in your city, your county, or your state. All eyes may turn to Trump for the conversation, but it's your state house um, that is going to be controlling your life for the next days or weeks or months. Yeah, I need to get in touch with some of my police contacts, um, or feel free, fellas, if you want to text me off the record. Um, I have a feeling that there are going to be um, either strategic pullovers or even checkpoints, and they will be of an informational sort. They want to show the long arm of the law and that, look, we're not joking. You're not going to see people shuffling off in cuffs and shackles because they, you know... Tried to go bowling? Oh, yeah, for instance. <laughs> um, eh, maybe uh, for bowlers. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to put some informational teeth in this, if you know what I mean. The cops won't be arresting you. They're, they will be saying, look, you realize we're locked down, right? You're shelter in place. You're supposed to be at home. Go home. Don't make me give you a ticket. Cop as PR agent, as opposed to uh, I don't like that tone. I do not react well to that tone. Go home. Noticed. (laughs) Go home. I don't react well to that tone. You explain to me why I should. That's fine. Don't tell me to go home. Right. I I ain't answering to that. All right. Well, I'm Um, not a cop. It's okay. Um. Well, I I hear the tone from these public officials. Don't talk to me like that. Explain to me what's going on and why it's a good idea. Don't do the I'm dad and I get to order you around routine. Good cops will do exactly what you're asking. Bad cops will do exactly what you're rejecting. Politicians, mayors, governors, etc. Oh, yeah. Change your tone. Explain why it's a good idea. Make the argument of why you could be costing grandma her life. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But don't do the I'm in charge and this is what you have to do. F you, dude. Yeah, see, here's the problem. You're a wolf, you're not a sheep, or a sheep dog, if you prefer that metaphor. Your personality type is, is, is the minority. Most people want to be told what to do. Our listeners are an exception, a notable exception. You know, an interesting, uh, way that this, um, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what the proper metaphor for this would be, but so I'm walking around my burg last night with a small business owner. I stepped six in. feet apart. Needless to say, actually, we weren't. And I didn't think about that. Good later, Lord, man! <laughs> Somebody should arrest you. Um, uh, I stepped into his business, which was completely empty. Oh boy! And then we went walking around, and probably half the places were closed. Now, some of them were bars. We did walk one by one bar, and he said, "Oh, they're open." I guess they decided to stay open. The other bars were dark. Mm-hmm. Um, bookstore completely closed. Nobody told bookstores they had to close, but they closed. Um, and then some. And then he thought, "Well, maybe I'm going to have to close." So. At some point, when people start going out, you close because it's cheaper to be closed. Right. You're not going to leave your bowling alley open if you got no patrons. It's too expensive to run the electricity and have the person at the at the the burger stand. Right. And the guy who sprays the shoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it kind of builds on itself. Sure. 
uh, at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's probably worth mentioning that the shock to the economy will be quite significant, historical, but we'll bounce back quite strongly. I mean, and Congress trying to minimize the damage of the done by the temporary downturn. The economic fundamentals in the U.S. and globally, actually, are, are still very, very good once we can get past this thing. So don't get gripped by despair or fear or whatever. Yeah, if you're anybody, that sort who's, of, anybody who's going to do that, you can't help them. I, I can um, help them, Jack. I am, after all, Churchillian. I wanted to hit these texts real quick because it was the interview we did earlier with the bar owner who decided to stay open. Mm -hmm. He's a small bar, a couple employees. I know those kind of bars. I doubt there's ever anybody within six feet of each other in that bar anyway. But Anybody um, gets within six feet of you, you give them the evil eye. What are you doing? Don't sit two chairs away from me. There's three chairs open, weirdo. Exactly. Let me stare at my beer in peace. But we got everything from he's irresponsible and uh, and a public nuisance to uh, good for him to he sounds a little like Mo. <laughs> hey, what do you mean? <laughs> hey, Homer. Uh, so our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. What is your commie flu reality right now? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If we overreact, we're going to waste some money. If we underreact, we're going to count our losses in lives and money. This is not to me. This to me, this is not a close call. We got to get much more serious than we are. Yeah, I'm well, using a lot of soap. Thank you, leadership. Thank you, Bernie. Things are changing so fast. I was a absolutely don't close stuff down last week. I was a I don't think you should close stuff things on Sunday. And by today, I'm a yuck. You should close everything. As Dr. Fauci has pointed out, that you're always behind. So if it appears that you're overreaching, you're probably just barely catching up to the present reality. I think we should do the the national uh, shutdown for a couple of weeks. I just wish it applied to us. I think we're going to. Ha- I could use the break. I'm very stressed. And the only reason I say that is I think we're going to have to anyway. So you're way better off doing it now than a week from now, for obvious mathematical reasons. Right. Right. A couple of quick notes. Matt Walsh writes, breaking with new federal guidelines limiting crowd sizes to 10. The Biden campaign is determined it will still be safe to hold rallies. Hey, now. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that, Matt. And then a number of people have pointed out. I'm going to quote a fellow by the name of Tim. I've been told we must abide by the curfew and sacrifice because we need to flatten the curve and protect what few ICU beds we have. I would throw in ventilators as well. Yet Bernie and Biden say they will open the borders, end deportations, and everyone in the country is entitled to free health care. You know, let me jump in. Under normal circumstances, the idea of having open borders and free health care to anybody who sneaks in would be devastatingly expensive to the taxpayers. Devastating. During a crisis, the deaths would be in the hundreds of thousands. And yet both Bernie and Biden bellowed long and hard that that was the way we ought to go the other night. Keep that in mind. Well, while we're talking politics, do you see that Europe is pretty much locking down their borders all the way around Europe, Heck in yeah. and out? Oh, it's just because they're racists and xenophobes. They hate and Mexicans. Exactly. 
Trump said the same thing last week, and that's what he got blamed for. Right. Um, uh, there's another Trump thing I was going to mention. Oh, yesterday Trump was asked about the, um, he said, should the states hold their elections or not? And he said, oh, I'm going to leave that up to the states. Well, Ohio decided they're not having their primary today. Right. Can you imagine if Trump had said, don't have the primary? Everybody said, oh, so he's not going to allow the per- the opponent he's most scared of is expected to win. Trump's shutting down free and fair elections. Hashtag third term. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it was Ohio chaos. Anyway. I, I do think, just like I think, you need to consider a lot of things before you start telling private citizens they're not allowed to open their business that's a not a decision you should dash off right um and even another step further for elections holy crap oh yeah yeah well the guy who runs elections i think was in ohio he's he's a vet and he saw the people going to um elections in iraq and afghanistan braving death to vote he says i cherish this but we just we can't pull it off. It just would not be good. It's just unwise. And, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll get a chance to look back on this stuff and, and call balls and strikes afterward, I think. And that will be done. I'm in San Leandro, Bay Area town, where we're locked down. The donut place is open. Are they an essential business? I'll, I'll, the donut, a donut shop would probably be a classic example of the, of the sort of place that runs on a razor-thin margin. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Uh, you close down for a week and you may never catch up again. Um, I'd like some toilet paper before the full lockdown happens, says this texter. I have a family of seven. I've been looking for family of seven. I've been looking for toilet paper for 11 days. Been completely out for eight because I laughed at all the idiots the first few days. That's how hoarding works. That is how hoarding works. <sighs> you know, the president himself the other day said, listen, there's no need for hoarding. Stop hoarding, because if you keep hoarding, we'll run out. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Hey, you just are... did the thing where... <laughs> yeah, now I want to hoard. We haven't but... even mentioned that Amazon is going to hire 100,000 people at higher wages than they usually pay. Because of the coronavirus crisis or just because they're growing? No, they're, because of. They're okay. getting an influx of orders. Oh, because yeah, people it... don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Duh! Yeah, we've been getting everything shipped you to our house. you got to explain everything to me in detail. We've been getting everything shipped to our house. Uh, we got tons of groceries, but we never went to a grocery store to get it. I did stop at a grocery store on the way home yesterday because I wanted some fresh bread. Place was jam-packed like it was Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, I suspect that will be over. Well, depending where you're listening. I mean, if, if the shelter-in-place comes to you, the first two, three days at the grocery store are crazy. I suspect very strongly at the end of, say, the first week, um, everything will be back more or less to normal. So, people's refrigerators are only so big. And bread gets stale and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Uh, Amazon announced they're going to hire 100,000 new full and part-time delivery and warehouse workers, and they're going to increase the pay of the current delivery workers by $2 an hour through April, April because they're, they're, they're going to be crazy busy. If people are actually, if we do the, the the entire nationwide lockdown, God, how many people are going to be getting their stuff delivered through Amazon? I always have, but... Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a good point. Uh-huh. I need some oranges for my new cocktail of choice. Uh, <laughs> but now, you can't just order an orange, right? Now the crisis has hit you. Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have been released from the hospital. I don't care. What are you making with oranges? 
An old-fashioned. Oh, okay. It's kind of okay. a garnish, but yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. pulp it up a little bit. You um, glossed over that quickly. Forrest Gump is okay, everybody. <laughs> I said I don't care. That's good news. Celebrities, please. It's the average people I stand for, Jack. The working Americans, the, the, the people living paycheck to paycheck. They're who I'm worried about. I want to talk about the hoarding and the toilet paper and all that sort of stuff and hand sanitizer and an interesting, a couple of economists on YouTube videos exploding on it, making the argument for price gouging that I found really compelling and interesting and why we should allow that. Because the rich are superior? <laughs> that exactly, it? that's the reason. <laughs> ah, I see. Armstrong and Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.